And now, it's time for the Tech EU Drive at 5 with Robin Bouters and Dan Taylor. Let's do this. Well, all right, all right, all right. You have found it. This is the Drive at 5. I am your host, Dan Taylor, and we are the droids you're looking for. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. It is episode 999. It's like Brooklyn Nine-Nine. It's like episode Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Nine-Nine! Of the Drive at Five. And I am joined by the man of the hour, Robin's underwater. He is back from the dead. He had a head cold last week. So friend of the show, Nick Stevens, sat in. Robin, how you feeling? How's it going? What's shaking? And is this your locker or a trash dump in Singapore? <laughs> Fans of the show better get that one. Yeah, I have. imagine going to Italy and getting food poisoning on the first night. But I survived. I live to die another day, Dan. How much do you miss me on a scale from nine to ten? Ding, 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 die, die another day. There's on a scale. Oh. So I missed you. Double oh seven. Wow. Right. Well, they missed you seven, seven. <laughs> we're we're gonna let that joke just die and live another day. What, but Robin? Before we dive into what happened this week in tech, I do want to make an announcement that TechEU is growing. Again, and I'm not just talking about my waistline. We are looking for a couple, maybe. I don't know. That's kind of up in the air right now. We, we, add, we, we need more people. We need you. So if you've got the chops, if you know someone that does, hit us up with a smoking hot CV at work at tech.eu. That goes to Robin's inbox. Feel free to send him memes as well. Yes, memes, GIFs, GIFs. How do you pronounce GIF, it? GIF, 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 GIF. It's meme, like peanut butter. GIFs, uh, no dick pics, just... Anything funny, though. <laughs> Lots, of dick pics. Lots of no, dick pics. Lots of dick pics. Was it NSFW? Not safe for work. All that kind of stuff. But listen, Robin, what uh, what's shaking? What happened in European tech this week? I mean, something improbable did happen. <laughs> That's like a great that? segue. Uh, so improbable did not close a $100 million in new funding. They didn't, but they almost did. Or Ooh. they're close to closing around. It's very strange. What are we doing? Higher or lower here? Higher, lower. It's it's gonna end up being a hundred million dollars. It's just not closed yet, which I find very strange because the mm. Financial Times already ran sort of the interview with the founder and CEO about the round, which I'm guessing is very very close to being closed. Mm -hmm. uh, but anyway, so it isn't closed yet, but we'll treat it as such. Um, so Improbable is a virtual world technology maker uh, from the UK. They've been trying to build, uh, you know, uh, high intensity thousands of people playing at the same uh, type of thing, uh, games. Yeah. Haven't been very successful at it. They've lost a lot of money. Fortunately, mm. they also raised a lot of money, but almost all of that money that they raised, including a $500 million round from SoftBank, just went out the window. They burned through that money. And then they Yeesh. raised another $150 million earlier this year to sort of pivot the company to developing more technology for others to build mm. uh, stuff on top of, metaverse technology, whatever you want to call it. Sure, yeah. And now they're raising another $100 million to make that uh, a reality. And they say they're very close to profitability. Uh, by next year, they should be there. So maybe they, they managed to turn the ship around. We'll see. Yeah. Well, well, let's bring this full loop because I believe you spoke to the founder, CEO, co-founder. I, I did. I did. Herman Nerullo. We're also trying to bring him over to the TechU Summit, which is going to be 24 May 2023. Sorry. When, when is the TechU Summit and where it's is it? 24 May. 24 May. Yeah, it's in Brussels Expo again, same venues this year, and now we're going to have a host of interesting people on stage: entrepreneurs, investors, but also athletes, um, corporate executives. Uh, so we'll yeah, we'll be working. A ath athletes like myself, right? 
Yes. 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 Good. Good. And and I'll tell you what, folks. If if you've never seen the Brussels Expo, it is a monument to Art Deco. It is an absolutely gorgeous complex. I was seriously impressed. All right. Well, listen. Uh, things that improbable that are probable, I guess. Uh, but moving on. Your favorite music service and mine, Spotify, did a little shopping this week. Robin, what do you got? Yeah, so did Reddit. So Spotify uh, is now in the content business, I guess, now that they're betting so big on on podcasting. Hey, they got Joe Rogan, right? So They hit a lot of controversy indeed with Joe Rogan you know, spreading COVID misinformation on his podcast. Uh, and they didn't deal with that very well on a tech level, but also on a sort of management level, because it was sort of outside their comfort zone to be a to be able to do content moderation in their nests. Uh, so essentially what they did was they partnered with a company in 2020 called uh, Kinzen. I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. Kinzen, mm-hmm. based in Dublin, Ireland. Uh, and now they've outright acquired them. So they're a content moderation tech company, uh, and they're going to use that company to sort of boost their ability to do content moderation uh, when it comes to audio, uh, because they're really, really going big on both podcasts, but also audiobooks. I don't know if you caught that news uh, two, three weeks ago. Uh, but they're also moving in the audiobook space. So th- there is a need for it. They had a partner. Obviously, their tech seems to be working for them, uh, but they want to ramp it up. So they acquired the company outright, which is mm. interesting. Mm-hmm. Reddit, the other uh, well-known uh, internet company, also hired, well, acquired or hired. Hired, acquired, acquired. Hired, yeah. yeah, I love so that term. Yeah, I hate that term with a passion. <laughs> but anyway, they acquired a team from a machine learning content moderation startup called Otterloo. They're based in Gothenburg. Gothenburg? 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 Anyway, south of Sweden. Meatballs. <laughs> uh, so they develop machine learning uh, powered content moderation tools. Um, they will join the, the safety team over at Reddit. Uh, so it's, it's a very, very small acquisition, but I think also an interesting one uh, because the company, Otterloo, was founded by the former Google Trust and Safety lead. Uh, his name is Alexander Gee uh, and two Swedes. And so the entire team, which is by now only four people, so one more person aside from the three co-founders joined. <laughs> uh, so they're very small, but I think it's an interesting one. So both acquisitions in the content moderation tech space, which gives you an idea of how important this is becoming for any company that is yeah. big uh, big enough to to make a difference on the internet, right? So yeah. uh, both Reddit and Spotify making interesting acquisitions this week. Well, we do have a U.S. presidential election coming up, and I know we are tech EU, but uh, you know the U.S. does get a arguably unjustified amount of attention, but a presidential election, boy, boy, do people like to meddle with that. So uh, content moderation, it, it, uh, I agree, it is, a, it is an important thing right now. Um, looks like it was the week for Dublin, because one that I picked up on uh, that I wrote, and, and you know what? I love this. I love that TechCrunch had a 12-hour jump on this story, and TechMeme picked up on our story. Oh, yay, yeah. Yay, yeah, yay, they did. This yeah, is very inside baseball stuff, but yay, TechMeme. Yeah. <laughs> it is, right? It really is. Uh, but a company called Tynes. And Robin, do you use If This Then That? Do you use it for anything? Do you I, automate? I used to. Yeah, yeah. I did, I yeah. did some, some very basic automation back in the day. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. I mean, I use it for a couple things. Um, and the too long don't read, uh, Tynes is If This Then That for security teams. So they have some pretty cool stuff. I mean, I checked it out as, as you know deep as I could go, not being a paying customer. Uh, but it seems like there's a, a drag and drop mechanism for keeping your shit safe, 
which I thought was pretty cool. They raised uh, $55 million in a Series B round extension. Uh, clients include Auto, Box, Canva, Coinbase, Databricks, Elastic, GitLab, and Kayak, to name a few. And the extension was led by Menlo Park Felis, Felicis, Felicis, yes. Yeah, the exact, Felicis, yes. Turkish founder, if I'm not mistaken. Is that right? Yeah. Oh, well, our overlords will be happy to hear that. Uh, Excel, Blossom, Lux, and this one, I I love it. Anytime this guy's name shows up, I love this. Former Tiger Global partner Lee Fixel's Edition Fund, also continuing their support. Fun fact about Lee Fixel. Do you know? Do you know how Lee Fixel quit Tiger Global? No. How did he quit? He sent a letter to Reuters. <laughs> well, that's one way to do it. <laughs> that is one way to do it. I mean, that'll get you off the board pretty quick. I mean, wow. balls. So he got Guys... himself fired essentially to be able to quit. Exactly. Huh. Guys got balls of steel. So if so, if Lee Fixel comes knocking with some money, do not say no. Do not say All no. Right. But speaking of money, obviously there was some more money generated on somebody's bank account this week. Home twenty four. Home twenty four is a German online furniture retailer that I hate with a passion. They nice. screwed me over a couple of years ago when I moved. How, did, did the couch fall they, apart or? It, it got delivered six, seven weeks too late. They damaged it in the process. They didn't want to refund me immediately. They sent over the wrong stuff. They got the invoicing wrong. There were so many mistakes that I that I didn't quite understand how that company was still in business. And then they went public. They went public. <laughs> They, they went public at a 30 uh -huh. euro per share, uh, roughly 30 euro per share back in the day. That was July 2018, I think. Yeah. And then their yeah. stock price dropped to about 2.5 last week. Oh, ouch. Yeah. So they, Ooh, they did very, very poorly. And I, and I watched the decline of their stock price with great um, contentment. It made me feel <laughs> so happy because I hate them so much. Is is that what the Germans would call schadenfreude? Schadenfreude, yes. Yeah. You got it right. Nice. So, um, a very big Austrian furniture retailer called XXX Lutz. Ah, Lutz. XXX Lutz. I love them. X, they have X, the big X, chairs. Lutz. Have you seen this place? I've never heard of this company. Oh, before. this is amazing. They have, they have these chairs. They're gigantic chairs. That's what they put in front of their store. That is their hallmark. I love the big chairs. That. Yes. Austrian company called Triple X Lutz for whatever reason. And I was thinking, like, <laughs> why would you call yourself Triple X anything on the internet? But then it turns out this company was founded in 1945. Yes. So I guess I could cut some, some slack uh, in naming the company Triple X Lutz. Anyway, so they're, they're an Austrian uh, furniture retail. They swooped in. They said, like, you know, this company is basically down and out. Uh, we'll buy them and then we'll just, you know, sort of take over their operations uh, across Europe. Um, and I think they, they offered to buy them for $250 million, which seems like a lot. But given the market mm. cap that, that Home24 had when they de debuted it on the stock exchange, that's a, that's a penny uh, nice. compared to the dollar, right? So, yeah, it's, um, it's not a really good uh, outcome for the company. They're going to be private company if the deal goes through, of course, again. And I hope, I hope XX Lutz just kills it, kills the brand and just takes over. <laughs> Because I, I will never stop hating Home hey, 24. Hey, hey, Robin, how do you feel about Home 24? It's on the record now. I hate, fuck you, Home 24. <laughs> Robin, tell me how you really feel, though. I mean, let's let's <laughs> deep dive. I'll, I'll, let's I'll deep dive into this. Okay, before you get into any other trouble, I'll save you here. You um, you have some, you, you, if I do say so, you have some nice teeth, Robin. They're very nice teeth. Where's they're, this they're, going? 
Well, well, I'm just wondering, have you ever had any work done? Have you had any aligners done? No. 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 Braces really? When I was when I was a teenager, but like well, there you go. Them. Okay, so you had braces. I mean, I never did. I don't know if you can tell. I mean, I live yeah. in the UK, so I fit yeah, in right here. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> don't do that. He can see me. I'm glad the listeners at home can't see me. Thank God. So there was a little company. Well, little. I shouldn't say little, but a little company in uh, where are they? Dusseldorf, I believe. Um, called K-Line. They, it's not a huge deal. They're 5.3 million in a Series A. I mean, sure, you know, don't, don't get me wrong. If somebody offered it me 5.3, I, I wouldn't sneeze at it. But um, what was interesting to me is they, they, uh, they make a white label service for dentists. They make a device uh, that's, that they refer to as a booster. To me, it looks like uh, it's about the, a, boot, a boot the size of a hockey puck, eh? Uh, so it's a little hockey puck thing. And if you're an alignment wearer, you uh, pop your aligner out, you, you dunk it in this thing, and it's an IoT device that realigns or adjusts the thing. So they're cutting down on plastic waste. They're saving you a trip to the dentist, which, you know, we all love a trip to the dentist. I mean, I don't know about you, but I swear I catch, up, my on my yeah. Yeah, it's, I catch up on my National Geographic reading in the, in the waiting room. Um, so you can do the alignment at home. But the thing that I found interesting about this was that it's an IoT investment. Which, as we've seen in the past year or so, uh, I did a little research. According to globaldata.com, quotes, in the second half of 2021, the number of IoT deals decreased significantly by 63% from the same period in 2020. So interesting to see. Uh, uh, and that was Maki VC. So interesting to see Maki sinking some money into some IoT while the rest of the market says no, they say yes. So yeah, it could go either way, right? I didn't know about this company. It sounds interesting, but I don't like, you know, if they spot an interesting opportunity, it doesn't really matter what sector they're in, whether it's IoT mm. or something else. And by the way, everything is decreasing, right? Like everything yeah, is, uh, true. is in a bit of a rough spot. And actually, that gives me a good segue. I was going to keep this for the end, but I'll, I'll just say it. Hit it. Uh, we put out a quarterly report for Q3, obviously, uh, on TechEU, which is available for our paying subscribers. We did release some numbers for everyone else as well. Uh, and you, you can see the slowdown. It's not just IoT, right? Like we went down to 21, a little bit over 21 billion uh, in funding in the third quarter uh, across about 100,000 1,176 funding deals. Uh, we only had two new unicorns. Um, so it was a very, very slow quarter, to be honest. Uh, mm-hmm. I think we went from something uh, like 31 billion in the first quarter to 27 in the second to 21 in the third. So whatever the VCs say, it's not mm. business as usual. Uh, there is a lot less funding going to startups in any yeah. sector across yeah. Europe. Yeah, 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 yeah. We have seen that. Oh, yeah, I got one more. Th- well, my one more thing. And then, you know what? Your one more thing. I guess we'll, we'll so you just did your one more thing, but we'll talk about the other thing and the thing and the thing. So my one more thing is uh, our big deal category, which actually, do you know what? I'm going to be honest with you. When when you floated this idea, I was like, oh, more work. <laughs> but going back and checking the numbers, uh, it seems to be a hit. It's it's yeah. for our paying subscribers. But I look at how many paying subscribers we ha- have. I, I mean, I can barely count that high, but almost every single one of them is going and reading this article. So clearly yeah. there's some value. So if you're not a techie insider, get with the program, folks, because there's some good stuff going on behind the paywall at at uh, the big deal. So I wrote about Bending Spoons this past week, who the week prior had raised, uh, oh dear, what is it, 270? 340 million. 340. 340. Oh yeah, that's right, 340. Who was 270? 270 was... Rover. 
Grover. Oh, oh. thank God got, you have me on the show. Stay, <laughs> this is why I have you on the show. Stay tuned. I got, I got some. I got some. I did a little questioning with Grover too. I, I didn't understand two point one billion in debt funding as I talked about last week. But you know what? They they actually made a pretty valid case, and I thought, um, okay, this does make sense. So I'm gonna I'm gonna get that up soon uh, and explain that. But back to bending spoons. Uh, prior to doing this, right? Uh, prior to the the announcement, this was the, the biggest company I'd never heard of. Until last week, and 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 doing the research, yes, TechEU has covered them before, prior to my time. So you know, not, nothing happened before mm-hmm. my time at mm-hmm. TechEU. Um, but uh, you know, they they went heavy on the Ryan Reynolds uh, angle and the uh, video editing app and the photo editing app that they have, which I did test both of them out. Very very cool products. But uh, turns out they were tapped by the Italian government to create the national COVID tracker app, yeah. Immuni. Well, which I can imagine catapulted them uh, to the, uh, uh, you know, in the in the eyes of the public. Um, and I reached out to them. They came back because I wanted to know, you know, what, what are the biggest markets and how much money are you you're raking in? And they came back and they said our largest markets are North America, South America and Europe, with the U.S. being the biggest in terms of both users and revenues. Not a surprise. And although we're an Italian company, Italy only represents around 3% of our revenues. And according to the company... According to the company here, in 2021, revenues were around 130 million. So yeah, it it, it checks out. Oh, and and oh oh oh. Well, here's the dirt, right? So one thing I noticed is they they have four funding rounds on record. Each one going down as a venture round, except one in December of last year. That was a Series B, Series A, seed, pre-seed, no record, no no. So maybe they didn't have one. I don't know. They just jumped to Series B. What what are, what are we at, Robin? Are we like Series F G funding? <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. But but the one that jumped out at me is H uh, fourteen. Now H fourteen is an Italian family office. They I've seen them a few times, like Sender, for example. Um, but you know, checking out H 14s website, it's almost as cryptic as the Tiger Global website, right? It's just like one page. That's it. Well, as it turns out, H fourteen is the family office of the Berlusconi family. Is it really? It is. So it's listed as the uh, office of the children, Barbara, Eleonora, and Luigi. But some other sources that I found in Italian, and thank you, Google Translate, basically said it's Silvio's money. It's in the kid's name. And uh, Silvio... What is is shocking? Yeah, uh, (laughs) no way. Uh, Take a guess. Do do you know how much Silvio Berlusconi, his, his estimated net worth is, Robin? Take a guess. 2.6 2.6 billion euros. Keep going. Really? More? 8 billion. Wow. Guy's wow. worth 8 billion. I wrote yeah. a very small dissertation in my first year of uni on his media empire, even before he went into politics. Mm. But I, I lost track, but I'm sure he made his money. Yeah, he, he, bunga bunga. Bunga bunga. Bunga bunga. Well, and that's where one, he spent his money. That, <laughs> <laughs> that's a lot of hookers, man. That's a lot. 8 billion in hookers. Uh, and one little teaser. If, if this wasn't enough to get you to go over and read the rest of the article, because I'm just skimming the surface, one little teaser. I did find out, as pointed out by Nick uh, Stevens last week, that Bending Spoons does, in fact, have its roots in the Matrix. But you're going to have to head on over to TechEU and join our elite group of insiders to get the lowdown on just how and why. Robin, we are running out of time. I mean, according to my clock, we're almost over time. But there's one more thing. Can I say one more thing about Bending Spoons? I was in Milan yes. last week when they made the announcement. That's where they were born. Mm. They're supposedly still Milan headquartered. I was, I was 
like the, the few minutes that I was on my feet at the conference, <laughs> I actually asked someone like, hey, do you know this company? They're like, yeah, but it's not really a startup. They've been around for ages. You know, they're an app developer. They're not really an internet digital company. I'm like, what is this this jealousy? You should be proud. Like, you mm. know, I'm a company raising that much, much money from Ryan Reynolds and all these big names. And they seem to be almost uh, sort of making disparaging uh, comments about the company. I don't know why. Well, that does fall in line with uh, Julia Gifford's report that we published a couple of weeks ago about the Italian uh, yeah. ecosphere. So uh, it seems like there's a little infighting, a little jealousy. Yeah, very fragmented for, for lots of reasons. Yeah. And I'm just going to jump on what you just said. They were born in Milan. That is, in fact, not true. They were born elsewhere and relocated to Milan. But you're going to have to head over to TechEU, become an insider, and give the article a read to find out where they were, in fact, born. Robin, one more thing. Do we want to do this? Let's pull out our time? phones. Let's. Yeah, of course we do. It's our, it's our show, dude. We got all the all tape. All right, so I'll pull out my phone. It's a Samsung Galaxy A50. I got an iPhone way too old to mention. But I don't know about you, but I've got I've got one of those funky little stupid lightning ports. What do you got? Lightning? What's lightning? In Europe, I don't know. Dongle. Connector. Buy more dongles <laughs> is what it is. The word lightning has since been banned in the EU. It's USB-C. Oh, <laughs> well, yes. That's um, right. Well, for those who missed it, the European Parliament um, made a vote. They voted overwhelmingly in favor of enforcing USB-C as a common charging port across a wide range of consumer electronic devices, uh, starting with tablets and smartphones next year. Next year? No, two years from now? Two years from now. Then, 2026, they also want to add laptops to that uh, range nice. of devices, nice. which I think is amazing news because yes. obviously I'm an Android phone user and a USB-C works for me. I don't know if it's still going to be uh, the standard in 2026, but I don't care. For now, I'm happy. The vote passed, what was it, 602 votes against 13. <laughs> I want to know who those 13 people were. Uh, me too, me too. I really want to know. I really want to know. There were eight abstentions. Who, who abstains from this kind of vote? Like, I don't have any opinion on USB-C. I don't want to piss off Apple. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, I mean, there's there's a lot of things I'll vote on, but USB-C, no way. I'm not weighing in on that. What a weird thing to I did a little digging, and uh, I, I'm totally on board with you. I am an Apple guy, but um, yeah, like this lightning bolt cocky is, is, no, it's stupid. Because, and, and, uh, you know, in addition to not having to carry around 32 different cables, uh, apparently, according to the European Parliament, piled to get, quote, piled together unused and discarded chargers add up to about 11,000 metric tons. I'll say that again, 11,000 metric tons of e-waste in Europe annually. And according to Rüdiger Kür, head of the United Nations Institute for Training and Research office in Bonn, globally, 54,000 metric tons of chargers are wasted every year. I know. So, so that's the main... Forget EU versus Apple. We hate big tech companies. Yeah. This is mainly to prevent the rise of e-waste, right? And yes. The product sustainability and the use of different devices to make it more convenient. So it is good for consumers. It is good to prevent uh, more electronic waste. Uh, so I mean, I mean, how how can you be against it? Yeah, the down right. Those thirteen people, fuck you. Yeah, we're gonna look them up. <laughs> we're gonna call them out in the next podcast. We're we're gonna send the heavies in. Robin, you got anything else? I have nothing. 
Well, let's get the heck out of here then. Let's go have a beer. Yeah. You guys have a beer too. Thank you, listeners. And enjoy your weekend if you're listening to this on Friday as well. Well, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. That has been The Drive at Five this week. I'm your host, Dan Taylor. I've been joined by my awesome co-pilot, Robin's Underwater. Get out there and have a fantastic weekend. We are out of here. Ciao. What do you think? Was that all right? Can we cut the show? That's fantastic. Yeah, that's fantastic. Right, let's let's go get a beer. Should I get? Should I, should I have said fuck you? Home twenty four. You know what? Leave it in. Okay.